Welcome to the Finley Capital Podcast, where we discuss real estate investing and the hard money lending process. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Forge to Win. I have a new friend of mine that I just met, Logan. Uh, He is a lender out of Midland, uh, Michigan. And uh, we're going to have an awesome conversation of what it looks to uh, be a lender, how it looks to work with them, and uh, really jump into the difference. So, Logan, welcome to Forge to Win. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. My name is Logan Ricchetti. I am the owner and operator of Finley Capital, www.finleycapital.us. We are a small mom and pop private lending hard money company. And what I've done over the last two years is um, I've built a business around helping real estate investors fund their deals. Nice. So I've, as a, with a background of real estate as a broker for the last 10 years, I've been a real estate broker. I have a brokerage in Midland, Michigan called Modern Realty. It's got 60 agents and does about 200 million in volume per year. Okay. So real estate transactions have been part of my human nature for a long time. But over the past two years, I've gotten into helping real estate investors with with hard money loans. Nice. And it's become my passion. So that's why we're here today to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I met you through a relationship, uh, a friend of ours, Mike, I think Mm -hmm. you met at an event. So I reached out to you. And I think this is a great start with what you said. I reached out to you uh, about a property that I bought that I'm actually currently remodeling in uh, Grand Haven. And I was, one, I was taken back, totally threw a loop for my whole team. But we had a conversation and immediately you just analyzed the deal, walked through it, gave me the terms, and I'd already had things set up. And so I kind of threw a loop and I actually put things on hold with you um, because I had already, I was already walking through. But I guess I was so surprised at how quick you handled. So when you, when someone reaches out to you, right, Mm -hmm. like an investor like myself, Mm -hmm. and they're coming in to get a loan, what are the primary things that you as a private lender, as a hard money lender, when you're lending on deals, especially in our market, what are you looking for? How do you analyze it? And what can people expect from you when they are coming to you saying, hey, yo, I need funds? Well, we're an asset-based lender. So we look at the asset first and foremost. Okay, we're going to underwrite the whole deal. But my slogan is we make it simple, we're fast, and we're reliable. Those are three things that the traditional hard money lender in the the nationwide companies are just not. They don't make it simple, they're very slow, and you can't always count on them. So when, when I get a call like I got from you, it was an awesome call. You call me up. We say, hey, here's the deal. I got a deal. I can buy it for X. I think I need to put in this much to renovate it. And I think when I'm done, it'll be worth this much. Right. So those are the three components to an analysis that we need to create what's called a term sheet, an offer to lend money. And what we typically will do is we'll lend up to 90% of the purchase price. Okay. We'll lend up to 100% of the repair budget. As long as that total loan amount doesn't exceed 65% of what we think the property is worth fixed up. Okay. So it doesn't take that long to, to create that calculation. I got a beautiful little spreadsheet. You know, yep, plug it in, yep. click enter, and we're good. Obviously, it's a little more complicated than that. But when you're a borrower and you have a hard money loan, if you, you have a deal and you're looking for funding, when you call a company like me, you get me on the phone, I can provide that to you quickly. And I can help you to understand what your cost of capital will look like based on how much you want to borrow, yeah. how long you think it'll take you, and what and some other factors, you know, a little bit of factors. But what that does for the borrower is it helps you have clarity in your own pro forma. Yeah. Okay. You need to know what you're what you stand to make because when you're making an offer or you're negotiating, your cost of capital is a factor to your profit margin, right? So you want to know exactly what that's going to cost you before you finish your negotiation or before you start your negotiation, or if you're just shopping around different lenders to get different rates. It's very important. But the value of having a good real person as a, as a private lender partner is that you can call that person up and, and he or she will answer the phone. 
Right. And, and they will be there for you quickly. Uh, I can make an underwriting decision in a couple of hours. Most, most nationwide companies, they need a couple of weeks yep. because they got to go through a bureaucratic process. It's a nightmare. You know, we look at, you asked what we look at. We look at the borrower. We look at the borrower's entity. We look at the deal. We look at the scope of work. If nice. there's a contractor involved, we look at that. And then we look at the ARV, the after repair value. Nice. But like I said, with hundreds of deals or thousands of deals that I've brokered over the years, it's intuitive to me to understand how that works. I need help in different markets. Yeah. And sure, I need, I need input and support from the borrower as well. But I look at these borrowers now as teammates, as partners That's in awesome. long-term relationships. And you know, they're the equity, I'm the debt, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I've always been the equity, but I love to be the debt. I love to watch the, the operators, you know, attack yeah. these challenges and, and, and manage these beautiful renovations. And I get a lot of fulfillment as, as the one that, that funds those deals. So it's a, it's really a win-win partnership because they can, they can acquire those deals with less, with more leverage and they can make a lot of money and have a good time. One of the things that is so important guys, when you are reaching out to hard money, hard money and just private capital in general. And we talk about speed and I, I think you, you touched on this, but I think it also is speed is so critical because it gives me as the investor comfort. And one of the things is a lot of times speed is not just, you know, I can close this deal fast, which is sometimes very important. But what it also does is if I need to change directions quickly, mm -hmm. um, especially in a shifting market, mm -hmm. having someone who is confident lending if one of your lenders, or especially if you're using like a credit union or someone else who backs out a week before closing, being able to reach out to you and saying, hey, here's my deal, and being able to work with someone who can move very quickly, mm -hmm. can save a deal on the table and potentially be tens of thousands of dollars in the investor's pocket. And so I love that. I love the model. So, so give us the history of Finley Capital. So you're a broker for a number of years. Why go into... Why not just grow that business? Why did you get into debt? Like, what's the story? What'd you fall in love with? Why'd you go that direction? Well, I opened Modern Realty on July 1st of 2015. And now seven years later, we have a 20% market share oh, in nice. our market. Uh, we have 60 agent brokerage. We we function as a hybrid of a brokerage and a team a little bit in that we support, we provide a lot of admin support. Uh, our, our agents are independent, but they're supported a lot. So our overhead is extremely high. Okay. Uh, it cost me over $2,000 a day just to open the door at this wow. place. Wow. Okay. So it's not a scalable model. Um, I don't want to move into Grand Rapids and try to recruit 20 or 30 or 40 agents and try to rebuild another brand. I definitely don't want to be a fee only or 100% brokerage model. I don't I don't believe in those. Okay. I, I, we, we drive a lot of value into the brokerage that we have. So it's really, it's matured as, as about as large as I can grow it. And I've always had a, a passion for building business and, and creating systems and processes. And really marketing is something that I've really begun to enjoy, yep. like you said earlier. So Finley Capital was born as a result of just chance. I did a hard money loan for a part, uh, uh, one of my friends. Okay. He asked, I was in a financial position to do it. I did it. I loved it. I did another one. I loved it more. And then I said, okay, I'm going to build a business around this. So are you in just uh, Michigan or are you outside of Michigan? What is your lending area? Most of my portfolio is in Midland, Michigan or the South Bend, Indiana region. Okay. Uh, over some strokes of luck and fortune, I've moved into that market and built some relationships. I have followed a few investors. I followed an investor into uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia. I've done a loan in Florida. So okay. I'm definitely not a nationwide lender, but I will follow a good operator into the market they're at as long okay. as the deal makes sense. But Primarily, I'm in Michigan and Indiana right now, but I'm certainly looking to grow. And over time, we will expand you know, our if, reach. If someone's thinking about reaching out to you, you, you mentioned a good operator, someone you're looking to work with, who is your ideal client? Like if someone meets a certain criteria and they're like, 
bing, 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 that's me. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? I like to I like to lend on the median house price in a market. Okay. okay so I don't like to do a million dollar mansions. I don't like to do a $25,000 house. Okay. I like to do a house that I know in any market will resell. Okay. So typically your ARV is between 150 and 250 in yep. most of the markets I'm at. I like to do a deal that has limited or, or reasonable cosmetic repairs. I don't love to do six figure renovations. I'll do them for the right investor, but the bigger the renovation, the higher the risk for everybody. Yep. So obviously my ideal deal, I my ideal loan is, you know, 75, 80, 85% of purchase price, 25, 50% of repairs, if that. And, you know, my net exposure 50, 55% is where I'm looking to be. But I will lend to the right borrower up to 65% of what that property is worth. As long as the borrower makes sense, the deal makes sense, the plan looks good. I will underwrite every deal through the prism of the borrower, through the eyes of the borrower. And that's what makes me special or different because most of these underwriters and these big nationwide companies, they're always looking at the deal through their lens and that's it. You know, they'll look at a guy's credit score and say, it's 659, can't do it. If he was a 660, we could do it. You know, and that's just utterly ridiculous. But the truth, the reality is most of these hard money lending nationwide companies, they originate loans, they sell them to Wall Street. Okay, so they have to meet conforming guidelines and they can't deviate from those. And that's just, it's a bummer because you could have a guy, I had had a call with a guy yesterday, said, hey, I want to do a loan with you. It looks great. But I had a bankruptcy four years ago. And I said, tell me about it. He said, this is what happened. This is what I did. I'm like, okay, I don't care about that. You know, <laughs> people aren't perfect. Right. You know, I don't care that you had a bankruptcy. If you had a problem that you had to you know, go through bad time or whatever. People, you can underwrite a person's character. Hopefully, you know, yeah. you give people a chances. One of the things that I do, my heart is full of is giving people chances when they make mistakes. Cause I've okay. made a lot of mistakes. So That's I cool. never, I always underwrite borrowers that have made mistakes or had a hard time. I'm not trying to generate those per se, yeah. but I'm call me. If you had a hard time, if somebody said no to you because your credit's too low or because you had a problem, Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Okay. Now, when I look at a deal like that, that's a little bit unusual. We'll have to adjust the terms or figure out a way to make it make sense. But I'm always trying to help lift people up. Okay. And, and real estate borrowers that you deal with, you know, people that are doing wholesales, direct seller yep. financing, these are usually, not always, but usually newer investors. Yep. They're usually younger, mid-20s, or late-20s. They're trying to come up and, like you said, they're trying to change their financial situation. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer in that too. Okay. I love to be involved in helping people raise their caliber of life and real estate investing is the best way to do it. So, um, before we wrap up, I want to bring kind of more of a challenging circumstance. So let's say someone borrows property, borrows money from you. They get into something, things go wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's happened. Uh, maybe not, but Mm -hmm. in a situation like that, something goes wrong, the market's there. How does, how do you respond to that and how do you walk people through that direction and handle kind of a challenging situation? What does that look like? Has there been a situation that you've gone through? How did you look at that? Mm -hmm. I think in people's minds, a lot of times we talk about all the fun stuff up front, Mm -hmm. but the exciting stuff is like, oh, okay, this is the thing I was worried about. This was really awesome. I really like working with a guy like this. Can you unpack maybe a scenario that happened, how you handled that, what that looked like? Sure. I can think of two things right out of the gate. Number one, I try to mitigate that from happening to begin with. Okay. Of ahead course. Ahead of time. Yep. And so just yesterday, I sent a term sheet to a guy I've done four deals with. And okay. I said, hey, hey, buddy, this one looks a little thin. He's, and it was thin. It, you know, his profit margin was very low based on, you know, the numbers that we put together. Now, here's the difference. My exposure on the deal was low enough where I'm fine. Okay, I'm 50% into the deal. He's bringing the rest of the capital into the deal, but I'm still concerned about his outcome. Yes. And so we had a long conversation about, hey, 
you know, why does this deal make sense? What happens if the, you know, the budget's higher? What happens if the ARV is lower? Of course, I'm going off of a low ARV. He's, yep. he's anticipating a higher one. But the point is we're going through the analysis ahead of time. Yeah. And a lot of times I will talk my friends out of doing loans because I don't want to do a loan that's going to have a chance for a bad outcome for the borrower, even if I'm safe. Yeah. I would rather have 10 loans in the next 10 years that are profitable for both of us. <laughs> right. You follow? Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a one difference between a relational lender and a transactional lender. Also a difference between a broker, a loan broker. Okay. Somebody who originates loans for a living, they don't care how they go. Right. They get the fee out the front and that's it. Yep. I'm lending capital that I've raised from my friends and family and I have to pay it back. So when you and I are looking at a loan together, I'm making sure it's good for me, but also for you so that everybody is safe. However, if you get into a situation, and I've been into a couple situations where the, the borrower has been in trouble, I have always felt like a mentor. Okay. And this is another, I've told people this before, this is a benefit of working with Finley Capital as opposed to somebody else, is I will help mentor you through a bad deal. I will That's help awesome. you solve problems. Okay. Now, when you buy a house, your budget, you'll go over budget every time. There's no doubt about that. It just yep. happens. You know yep. that. Absolutely. So the first thing we need to do is we need to build the, the, the components of your deal to allow for that. Yep. We need to make sure you have the capital or access to capital yep. if that, if and when that happens. We need to look at what happens if the market shifts 10, 15% that you didn't account for. You can really mitigate a lot of this by your by buying and renovating properly. You know, Doing good operations will mitigate all these other factors to the extent that as the borrower, you might not make a fortune, but you're not going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Okay. But let's say you, you're doing a deal and your contractor walks off the job. Well, I've done hundreds of renovations. I know how yeah. to manage contractors. I know how yep. to find new ones. I know how to help you analyze work. Now, I don't want to be in your deal, but I'm there for you as a resource to say, hey, Logan, you know, what should a dumpster, what should a 40-year dumpster cost? You know, right. how, how, long, how, much, how long does that typically last? Or how do I handle rough electrical, rough plumbing, HVAC? What's the order? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, well, especially when you're sequencing multiple things and they yep. got to come back over and over again. Yeah. I'll give you an example. A guy called me up, a good borrower, a very trustworthy borrower. He said, hey... I got a 50K scope of work with my contractor. They want 25,000 up front. Can you release it? No. I said, nope, nope. I don't release capital for deals that have, for work that hasn't been done yet. And he says, well, I trust them really a lot. And I said, great. If you have a trustworthy relationship with that contractor, they should trust you too. Yes. Okay. So you give them 10%, let them get started. When they've done 25K in repairs, I will send 25K that day. That's good. And he said, you know what? That makes sense. So just there, that little bit of advice and discipline helped potentially save my borrower from being in a position where that contractor could walk away with half of his capital. Yeah. Which, by the way, not my problem, his problem. Yep. But I don't want that to happen. Right. You follow? So by, my, by being disciplined in my uh, escrow release draw process, it protects the borrower too. That's so powerful. And guys, this is so key. One of my, one of my lending buddies... He has been a massive, massive source of mentorship. You know, we talked a little bit about mentorship earlier. Um, he's been a great source of mentorship for me because a lot of times, guys, lenders have won in business at a higher level than we have. And so being able to come to you and say, like I went to him and I was like, yo, I'm, these are my problems with my contractors. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going through. And the guy that I was reaching out to, he sold a construction company. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what were some of your processes? And we, he sat down with me for two hours. Yeah, Dude, set it up like this. This is where you've gone wrong. I explained my whole thing. He's like, and he just walked me through how to set it all up. Guys, as you're going, someone like Logan, being able to reach out, ask questions, and just say, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. And developing that long-term relationship is a win-win for both. So at the end, uh, you want to say something else? Yeah, one more idea okay. that I had was real quick was, 
you asked what what to do in, in the event of a catastrophe if things are going yep. wrong. Well, typically your hard money lender knows a hundred other investors. Okay. <laughs> right. So I helped somebody with a problem, sell one of their properties to another investor. And guess what? I sent that email out to 600 people with a promise to fund that loan. So I was able to help that investor who needed to get out of the deal for other reasons, exit the deal safely and profitably. And then I actually, I helped them by, by marketing the deal to my database for one, and also by attaching financing approval to it, yeah. which made it more marketable. And of course that helped me too, and helped that borrower too. So your hard money lender, if, if you have a good relationship can help you out of a lot of jams. Dude, that's super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So at the end of all, every one of these episodes, I like to do kind of a speed round of value. Okay. So quick question and, and then we'll wrap up. So question number one, in business, what is a book that you would recommend a real estate investor jump in, read something that's changed your life or something you'd recommend? Extreme Ownership. Ooh, that's that powerful. Book. That awesome. book changed my business in 2017 when I read it, everything changed and I've gone to the moon since then. Okay. Yep. At your level, um, with where you're at, what, um, what do you do to intentionally network and mastermind to create new relationships, not just with people you're doing business with, but people at that you peers networking. What does that look like for you? Zoom calls. Okay. Can you unpack that? I did six today. Okay. This how do you a, connect with those? Like, how did you find those people to connect with? All over the place. Well, I connected with you and now we're meeting in a, in, in a building, which is unusual, but Zoom calls in the last just a month or two, something has shifted in my life. Okay. I've gone from, from real estate agent to broker owner, which is a different thing back to lead generator. Okay. And as I, as I become a lead generator again for this business, I have realized that conversations with people are so incredibly valuable. So for example, I have a loan originator who's sending me loan leads for, for potential borrowers. Okay. I'm on Zooms with those people. Instead of saying, hey, nice to meet you, keep me in mind if you need something, it's, hey, nice to meet you, keep me in mind if you need something, how about a Zoom call discussion tomorrow at three? Let's discuss, nice. let's discuss it. I love that. And you know what? I had a beautiful call this morning. I had a beautiful call yesterday. And the lady says, you know, I'm going to India. I'm not going to be ready to do anything new until January. But I love talking to you. I'm learning and we're learning and building this relationship. Let's keep in touch. And I said, great. I'm going to do that five times a day until, okay. until I got the business where I want it. Because those individual Zoom calls and networking events, and I know that's cliche. But you know what? Listen, start doing Zoom calls. Start scheduling, filling your appointment calendar with Zoom calls with people just talking to them. And nice. I had a great call yesterday at four o'clock with a guy who he and I talked. And, and one of the things he said was, I love talking to people because sometimes he, we can't help each other. But a lot of times somebody that person knows can help me or I can yes. help them. And boy, I tell you, that's big. The last thing I've been doing to build relationships is I've been giving a lot of things away. Okay. It's also very cliche to offer lead with value and this and that. But I'm talking to other new hard money lenders. I'll give you an example. Today, the mastermind group that I'm a part of, the guy that sells the group membership, used me as a reference. Okay. So the guy that was in looking at the deal, I just called him out of the blue. I just say, hey, this is my name is Logan. I saw that they're asking me for references for this thing. Let me tell you how great it is. And then, by the way, we started talking about his, building his company up. And I said, I want to let you know I have some really beautiful systems that are already put in place and already built. I just want I want you to have those to give you a leg up. You're down in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll never cross paths. Let's help each other. You know, you know, we met off of that very same thing. You leading with value through the buddy that connected us. Yep. And I know he's putting systems together the and reaching yeah. out. That's amazing. The way that I met Mike was I offered my loan doc set for Michigan to Mike because he was doing a loan with you in Michigan. Yep. Okay. Now look what's happening now. Now we have a friendship. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? It's not just altruistic. <laughs> I want things to come back to me. Right. But, absolutely. And that's okay, guys. It's okay to, to lead with value because you're hoping that it reciprocates down the road. You don't have to pretend that's not what you're doing. Yeah. But it's okay. It's great if you can lead with value and offer people because if you do enough of that 
at scale and at volume, things, good things come back to you. You know, it's just that. such a great thing. So I love that. Two That's, more questions real quick. Last question. How much money do you spend on personal development per year? Oof. <laughs> zero. Up, zero. Hold on. Okay. Let me caveat this. All right. From from year zero to zero, year thirty eight zero year thirty nine I spent eighteen thousand okay. dollars to personally develop myself and I'll tell you what I'm gonna do next year I'm gonna double it okay. next year I'm gonna double it next year I'm gonna double it okay. because you have got to make investments in yourself as it's the most brilliant thing I've ever done and I can't believe I've never done it I cannot I really can't believe it Forge to win you know the things that you're offering people need to do that they need to I don't care I don't even know what it costs but it doesn't matter right. listen. This is another thing. It doesn't matter what it costs. What you get from it is a hundred times more than what it costs. People just do not understand that you have to change your mindset. Okay. Yeah. Um, what it costs you to buy a mentorship or a coaching program or a course or a one-on-one -on -one call, whatever the offer is, those things, they come back. They have exponential returns because you take one thing, you take two things, you meet one person, you get one relationship, you take one tip. That tip leads to a sale. That sale or whatever you're doing leads to a hundred sales that you wouldn't have had. It's yeah. so easy the to break even. Lock. That's yeah. it. It's so easy to break even. Just buy it. Just do it. You know, and find the right people, find the right mentors, whatever, the, find the right products and then just do it. Just buy it. That's awesome. Okay? You're not going to regret buying it because yeah. these little, these little chains of, of, prosperity for the next 20 years of your life come from one little seed that you planted when you bought one thing. That's what happened to me. I'm sure that's what happens with your customers yep. and clients and people just listening to this turning into a sales pitch now, but that's okay. Yeah. Make the investment that you need to make in your personal development because that's what catapults you to these new levels. That's powerful. If you were to lose everything today, what would you do? Start over. I'd just keep going. Start over. I'd start right over. Well, I'll tell you what I'd do. <laughs> Let me think about this. That's a hard question. Well, first of all, my first answer is I'd start right over. I'd be sad for a day, then I'd suck it up. I'd rub some dirt on it and I'd keep going. There we go. Because you know what? I believe in myself. You have to have confidence in your own abilities. Yep. And and sometimes I laugh and think I'd like that to happen because you know what? I'd love to be motivated to fire at something new. But that's what Finley Capital is for me. It's it's it is a new start. Okay. So you're seeing what I'm doing. I'd work every day. I'd do five Zoom calls a day. I'd put seven hundred borrower leads into my database in six months, I would take levels of action that I preach about at my brokerage and I would stay focused and stay humble and I would work, work, work. But another thing I would do if I could start over is I would buy the, I would go back to the mentorship and, and the paid personal developments that I have done in the past six months. Okay. I would do those again. So that's, that kind of ties into what we're talking about. I would absolutely find go mentors. Go back to those people. Yes. Yeah. Man, or or whatever powerful. industry I was in, if it was, you know, cooking or whatever. I'd right. go, I'd go get a mentor that taught me how to cook. I'd go learn courses. I'd do personal development. I wouldn't get a master of science. I can tell you that I spent 40 grand on a master of science. Okay. I didn't need that. Wow. It doesn't, did you know I had a master of science? I did not know that. D did it matter? No, nope. it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so I would have taken that 40 grand. I had a good year that year. I'd fund that year. Yeah, I played yeah. a lot of online right. poker. Yeah, and, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But what I would do is I'd take that 40 grand or what I'd take four grand or 400. I'd take whatever I have and I would, I would reinvest it right into myself to get skills and to, and to build relationships with people that knew what they were doing, that were doing that, what I was trying to do. I would follow them. I would optimize what they do. I would customize it to myself yep. and I'd go hard. Man, that's powerful. How can people reach out to you again, Logan? Finleycapital.us or hardmoneyhandbook.com. There's a free download. I just put this together. I'm very proud of it. It's a 20-page download. It helps you to understand hard money loans and how to build a relationship with a hard money lender to fund your deals. And we'll make sure to put that in the link below so you guys can go in. You guys can check it out. Reach out to Logan. Logan, man, thank you so much for uh, meeting with me and doing this interview, man. Thank you. Go get him. All right. Boom.
That was fun. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Finley Capital Podcast. Please like and share this episode. Help us grow our following so we can help more hard money loan borrowers and investors like you. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finley Capital. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'll see you out there.